and welcome to the fourth and final uh, podcast preview episode of the 2022 Cheltenham Festival. We are a Judges Guide podcast. I am Richard Churchill. I am joined by Martin Fagan, David Barnes, welcome back, and Robert Alexander. I'll say welcome back as well. Rob P. Alexander, for, for those who are know, <laughs> trying to steal an identity. Two pound for your bet if you can guess what P stands for. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll give you a tenner. <laughs> and uh, with that banter, we go straight in. Banter. Uh, we go straight in to the first race of the Friday. I mean... I don't Stanford know. Pie, I, Piper. I think my favourite day of the festival, the Friday. I, I really do. Yeah. Everyone says the Tuesday, but I think it's the Friday. Why, why judge? Oh, we'll find out why. It's because I love racing. Hashtag. Which <laughs> sure, sure the Tuesday would be the best. Four days to come. Uh, no, I, I, I'm all about the finish, mate. Uh, and. That's what she said. <laughs> indeed. Uh, we start with the Triumph Hurdle. Uh, your betting looks like this, Vauban. Is your seven to four favourite? Pied Piper five to two. Fildor six to one. Il Eteton uh, is ten to one. Porticello elevens twelve to one. Bar another short price favourite. Rob Alexander Vauban uh, seven to four. Obviously not the shortest of the week, but are you backing that? Are you opposing? Excuse me, more indigestion. We've eaten a lot of food here tonight. Kind of naturally inclined to oppose, but it does look very, very good. That's the only issue with opposing him. Uh, but I think the second in Pied Piper also looks equally as exciting. Uh, he beat Vauban on Vauban's Irish debut. Uh, since gone on to route a field at Cheltenham so he's got a bit of course and distance experience whether that will make the difference remains to be seen uh, but yeah overall the the Irish trained juveniles just look a bit of a, a cut above the rest obviously uh, in the UK uh, Milton Harris <clears throat> trained night salute looks very very solid he's beaten all comers and I can see him running a big race. The trainer seems to think that he'll he'll at least be near near the principals, uh, jumping the last, and whether he has enough remains to be seen. But yeah, I would say purely based on on what's been achieved by these horses so far, the Irish look look well clear. Uh, but yeah, I don't think there's that much between Pied Piper and Vauban, and even even Fieldor looks. <clears throat> does look very good as well and I guess if you want an each way bet currently Fieldor would be would be that he's rated exactly the same as Pied Piper yet is 6-1 to one compared to 5-2 to two, so nice. yeah I'd say Fieldor Fieldor he, he might be a lot shorter if he'd gone to Cheltenham instead of Leopardstown last time yeah exactly <laughs> exactly yeah uh, so that's Fildor, and a word for Night Salute there as well, was there? Yeah, I think he's been admirable, and yeah, Milton Harris is a, a trainer who's had a great season. Oh, that's a name I've never heard. I just don't think that the, the British trained juveniles are close to the Irish. Oh, you'd love him, Church. Milton Harris sounds like character. a side character in some sort of American murder novel. <laughs> <laughs> Milton Harris, a detective agency. Uh, 
Martin Fagan. Yeah. Milton Harris, big fan. Yeah, he's, oh, lovely. He's, he's sound, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, the Triumph. Yes, the Triumph. Yeah, the Triumph. <laughs> uh, pre, please tell me what horse will be attracting your cash. Il était ton. Il était ton. He is such a fucking good bet right now. Like, ridiculous. You can uh, back Il était ton at 10 to 1. It's a yeah, good bet. Great oh, well. Should be after. Um, basically, Willie Wollins doesn't run horses in races for no such reason, and the fact that he was able to just throw this fella into um, a great one first time off uh, speaks volumes for me. And if you go back and you watch that race, this is obviously a good race as well. The the race the four bam won the Spring Juvenile at Leopardstown. I think all the horses I'm, I'm going to back ran at Leopardstown last time, but yeah, it led to Tom. But he got me five lengths that day. Um, if you go back and watch the race, he didn't look like he knew what he was doing for the first half of it. We were jumping great, we were a bit keen. Um, I'm excited to back him. Wait, mm-hmm. running about a bit. <laughs> but then the second half of the race, he was he was very professional and uh, came a bit wide uh, around the own bend and um, ran on ran on well enough. But he ran on so strong, like fucking Danny Mullins wasn't even couldn't even like pull him up, which. Goes to show he, he had loads left and he was basically doing doing his best work at the finish. And Cheltenham in the triumph, this course, it's a lot more of a testing track than Leopardstown. Like we've had horses in the past get beat in the Spring Juvenile and then prove to be the better horse at Cheltenham because they're more of a stayer. And this fella, Ilita Tomp, is um, his sire, his jukebox Jory. And that's the same sire as Farclass, who also got beat in the Spring Juvenile and then turned, turned the tables at Cheltenham. And if you can improve, you only need to improve, what, a couple of pounds to get a bit nearer to Volpan. But I just think if he's there or thereabouts turning for home, he will stay on better than any of these. And honestly, he, I, I, if he's seven on the day, I'd still back that. Like... The nine ten now is, is just a fucking great bet, and I probably will have a bit more on today tonight. It's getting dark um, <laughs> because just looking at the race, I think there's only what was the max? What's the max thirteen? And you can already go down and say like um, Luna Power probably running the uh, Boodles. Is he entered in the Is he confirmed in the Boodles? Can't remember. HMSC horse definitely is, so we won't be running. So then you get down to like 11 sort of things. So you, you don't want to be worried and maybe miss a price or miss miss a place if it goes lower, runners-wise. So yeah, um, I, 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 I do love Vauban. Obviously, there's a link with Ile Tomp in, this, in the form. Willie Mullins absolutely adores him. Like he, he said he's like a, the future of the two-mile uh, Ireland division. And I, I can see why he won so impressively. At um at Leopardstown that day, but he had a, he had a lot of, he had a he had a bit of platform first, and then he's had a two, the two runs improved from the first run, nine or ten pound or whatever it was, at Leopardstown, and I just think that run that Illiter Tom first run was probably the best juvenile run of the season first time off, wow. and all he needs to do is just just improve a bit more. You've got the other fact that. He'll be second string, or or maybe even third string if Ikea Allen uh, is could be could be favoured ahead of him. So 
you're always going to get a better place than not being Millie Mullins first in. And I just think, although I do respect Pied Piper and Phil Dorr, Illiter Tom just screams fucking value to me, and I just think he'll love the title. No, so that is Il Ete Tom at 10 to 1 currently. Should be half the price, says Martin Fagan. Yeah. David Barnes, do you agree? Oh, that's very interesting. He's uh, taught me around. I, 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 he wasn't really that much on my radar at that price, but um, I, I think the prices are a little bit out of whack at the front of the market. I, I, I mean, Valbon was very impressive last time, but Pi Pauper, he, he's just benefited from going to a ridiculously easy racing because he won out on the bride. I think he's just shortened up a little bit too much. Um, I, I was going to be back in Phil Dore each way, just basically based on what Martin said, that um, Leopardstown is a much different test to Cheltenham, and you, you, you're going to need to stay a lot better at Cheltenham, and I, I think he could turn the form around that way. But um, it, it wasn't a strong bet at all, so I'm uh, really interested to hear what Martin had to say. I, I think that's a fair enough bet. Lovely. So that is Ilete Tom. Um, words for Phil Dore there, and an outside chance for Knight Salute. Uh, and that is the triumph. The county hurdle is our second race of the day. Uh, and we'll stick with the same order. Rob, t- county hurdle, state man, four to one. Does that go here, do we think? Possibly. Yeah, probably. possibly yeah. Top bandit, sixes, surprise package, eight to one. West Cork, eight to one. I like to move it, ten to one. It's 12's bar. Uh... Big open ha- handicap. Give me a nod. Yeah, yes, I thought so. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. There's only yeah. one horse in it, Fagan's saying. There's only one horse in Who it. said that? I uh, the winner of this. But, Rob, big open handicap hurdle. So, tell me, where's your cash? Uh, we mentioned this race earlier, and I suggested that all four of the finishers had a, at least a fair chance of winning. Uh, we've mentioned Mighty Potter for the Supreme, Three Stripe Life for the Ballymore, Grongy for the Mayor's Novices. I'll mention Far Out for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just looks like he's got some very solid form uh, in a couple of grade ones this season. Beat a talented type of Galway in the summer, beat Taxomax a couple of lengths. Uh, and. Yeah, although he didn't run well last time, I'm prepared to forgive that run. I think a mark of one four two looks fair enough for a horse that's whose running style basically suggests that it'll suit a fast paced handicap hurdle, and I think he'll enjoy uh, a bigger field as well. Uh, and looking back at his effort behind Mighty Potter in December, uh, I can see him being held up kind of midfield and running on well at the end of the of the county hurdle when plenty of others have cried enough. Uh I think I think like I said initially that, that race will prove a great guide in the festival and I, I I think he can go very close around sixteen to one. Nice. And that was far out. Sixteen far to out. one, five places, paddies. Fourteen to one pretty much everywhere else, but there are five places again at the same old bookmakers are offering five places for your handicap races. Hills, Paddy, Sky and Betfred. Uh, Fagan, we'll come to you last for this, because I know you, you tend to uh, have a few in this race. You tend to enjoy yourself. Barnes, the county hurdle. We've just heard about far out there. Can you point us in a different direction? Same direction? Oh uh, Yeah, Rob mentioned it, actually, in his form line. Uh, 
Only one for me here. Tax for Max. Uh, I'm not entirely sure he's coming here, but it's his only entry at the festival, so you would hope so. He um, looked a bit of a head case last season. He, he um, was introduced late. Uh, he ran seven lengths behind Tiupu, who's third in for the champion hurdle now. And he, he was just a wild horse pulling for his head, doing crazy stuff. And uh, he was beaten in two slow pace races, uh, maidens. But um, I see he's been gelded since then. And if that could have calmed him down, along with his fast pace, um, he's definitely shown signs to me that he's got the talent to be a lot better rated than uh, 135. So, uh, tax for Max. Tax for Max. You can back t- tax for Max at 25 to 1 to win the county hurdle. Martin Fagan, go on then. This, this, there must be a multiple horses for you here. A few, yeah. Um, nice. But the winner. the winner. I want the winner. West Cork. West Cork is the winner. Sorry, Skelton. lads. You, you've got two good horses. Sorry, Skelton. Skelton. This is the Skelton. <laughs> I'm, I'm really annoyed at myself. I thought, he's not mentioned the Skelton one. Those listened to Tuesday's episode heard there's tease for a Skelton horse, and I thought I'd mention it here, and I bottled it. Uh, and Fagan has proven me <laughs> wrong to have bottled it. It is the Skelton horse, West Cork. Uh, you can back West Cork, the winner of the race, as Martin says, at 8 to 1, currently five places. Yeah, um, he won the Greatwood Church first first time of this year, off one three four. He's gone up seven pounds. We've gone four one now. Nice mark. Um, and as I said in uh, earlier podcast, earlier days podcast, um, it's just the best piece of form, best piece of handicap handicapable form of this year. This Greatwood um, Adagio was second. Um, since then, Tritonic, who was fifth, has come out and won a good handicap at uh, Ascot. Uh, Glory and Fortune was sixth in this. He won the Betfair Hurdle. Uh, Marie's Rock was seventh in it. She won an handicap and then won a listed race. Uh, eighth, I think Baltock has won a race recently. Then even if you go down all the way to like fifteenth, you've got Cormier who won the More Battle recently at um, Kelso, whatever it is. So yeah, the, the forms are strong and Skeletons have got a great record in in, in this race and genuine. Uh, generally in handicap hurdles, so he'd be the main bet. You know, sometimes you can look too hard and, and try and almost like uh, discount short ones in these races, but he's just absolutely rock solid. Like he, he'll be he'll be there thereabouts. He's he's a he's a good bet. Uh, and then the other one I do like far out as as Rob's just Rob said. Nice. It just it just ties in with the with that form, that novice hurdle form. But I suppose if you're listening, obviously on Friday now, you'd want to look back and say, how did Mighty Potter run in the Supreme? How did Grangie mm. run in the Mayor's Novice Hurdle? And just weigh up that form. Because that is one of the things about Cheltenham. One of the things I always do is, after the horses won a race at Cheltenham, straight away click on its form and just see collateral form and see what could be shorter throughout the next couple of days. So, well, is there a... A mighty potter, a, a, a grungy and, and far out tricksy. Yeah, that is, yeah. Lovely. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We love that. Mighty that. potter, grungy, far out tricksy. I mean, if you're listening to fr- on Friday, that's of no use you're to you. <laughs> <laughs> you. You've missed the two winners early on. Just shovel on uh, far out. Oh, yeah. I think I'd, I, I, I'd much rather back the tricksy and then if them two run well, you're on far out of probably six or seven to one. I'd rather do that than just back far out because... Okay. Hmm. Yes, it's 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 yeah, it's interrelated and, yeah. and that well that's exactly how I've played it. I, and I won't be back in 
far out unless Mighty Potter is unlucky and Grangie's unlucky and the forms. Because if, if not, if then to a full, well, when when then to a full form, I'll be sitting on it anyway, so I won't be bothered. I'll just back West Cork. And then um, just one more that I'll just be backing if he's a price on the day with only on the machine is a cask mate of Noel Meads. Uh, he was absolutely smashed up last time at Left Town and just ran a strange race. He was just far, far too far too handy and the race came round the bend, it was going well and just seemed to fade. Um he was talked about as being like a proper proper grade one type at the t- at the time, uh, when he in his novice days came back. He's only off a mark of one four two. I can easily see him being like forty plus on the machine on the day. Really well backed against Shanahir first race of the season as well, didn't he? Was he back that day as well, yeah? Yeah, this, yeah, oh, he, yeah was he, five, he was five at one he point. He came second, he looked like he was going to win actually, didn't he? Yeah, he was that went, down royal, was it? down royal on that wicked hurdle or whatever it's Yeah, called. and then he went off eight. He was he was smashed off in the, in the, in the um, what mm. used to be the Pierce or whatever. Um, so yeah, he'd just be one. Obviously, these these big runner fields, you can get some mad prices on, on the machine. So if he's like fourth on the day, he'll just be like a little win-only dart. And who is that? Cask mate, cask mate. Yeah, it's around thirty-three to one cask at the moment. Mate, thirty-three to one. Thank you very much, Rob. Lovely. So uh, we've got West Cork getting uh, a good shout out by Fagan. Far out support from Fagan and Rob. Cask mate from Fagan as well, and tax for Max for Barnes. That gives you a nice quartet of runners in the county hurdle. We move on to our third consecutive hurdle of the day. It is the Albert Bartlett Novices Hurdle, the potato race, as they say. Um, and your favourite for the Albert Bartlett is Ginto. Ginto? Hard G, soft G. Whatever you want, yeah. G into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> at 11 to 4. Yeah, you are a G. You are into. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you on the podcast. Uh, it's 11 to 4, your fav. Hillcrest uh, is, is in places your joint fav. Uh, Journey with me at 13 to 2. Manella Kakuna. Oh, that was nice. Cock on air. Uh, 7 to 1. Uh, Borderstown lad 8, as is the nice guy, as is uh, Chartreuse. Oh, Chantreuse, even. Uh, Tom Cruise. It's yeah, double double figures. The rest, David Barnes. The Albert, I think uh, the Albert is my least favourite race of the festival. <laughs> it always, it, I agree. It always just looks so horrific. Yeah, it's a bit of a slug, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I do like Gento to be honest, but uh, I, I couldn't really recommend him at such a short price. The one I plumped for in this was uh, Ramirez, who... Oh, Ramirez. We, we had a word for Ramirez in day yeah, one, didn't in we? In the Ballymore, yeah. I, I, I think he's coming here. I, I mean, I think three miles would be the making of him. Um, Willie thinks a lot of this horse. He's talked him up since his bumper days. Yeah. He's been shite. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he needs the three miles. No, he, he ran a really nice race against um, the nice guy. Was it yeah. another one of Willie Mullins? He clattered the last, didn't he? Yeah, and he looked like he was coming to win, but he clattered the last. And after that race, Willie said um, he was really fat that day. He thought he'd come on a ton for the run. And then he um, he won a maiden hurdle really nicely. Uh, I, I just think he's got a really nice profile for this race. He's a big price as it stands. I think there's room for him to shorten quite a lot. And, uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, this three miles could unlock his talent finally. Uh, ground wouldn't be a problem to him. Um, he's a big chasing type. 
those that usually go well in the Albert Bartlett. So I'd be surprised if he goes to Ballymore over this personally. Nice. Mm. That is uh, Ramelies. Ramelies. Uh, you can back Ramelies at 20 to 1 uh, at Ladbrokes. Wow. So uh, <laughs> you can have it 12 to 1 elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you can get double that on the exchange. You can get double that on the exchange. Win only, like, yeah. uh, but yes, fixed odds, three places across the board, 16 to 1. Is basically the best place where you can get actually get back a from the dead. Um, <laughs> Martin Fagan, the Albert Bartlett, anything, anything no, to take your fancy? Not for me, Josh. Uh, Rob Alexander, <laughs> um, very helpful. But in, indeed, move things along. Uh, I guess it was interesting. Well, it certainly was interesting the other day when the owners and trainer Tony Martin supplemented Good Time Johnny for this GTJ uh, one that. Uh, three mile handicap hurdle at Leopardstown. He looks. He did did look every inch of stay there, and he's got a bit they, of experience on his side. They did um, also say he doesn't like Cheltenham as well. Originally, didn't they? Yeah, I think it, throwing people off the scent. <laughs> <laughs> he said that when he got beaten in the handicap. He said he definitely won't be going back there. That's what he yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Said, yeah. Yeah. And now he's supplementing him for a grade one. Like, yeah, that was always short, didn't it? Uh, it is strange, but in terms of this race, I think the front end is about right. Uh, Manila Kakuna won that, that race at Leopardstown, but I would much rather see that go back in trip than up to three miles. Uh, yeah, there's not really a lot in this race that massively interests me. Hillcrest might actually be a good good lay both place and win market just purely because spicy yeah it's trained by an Englishman it's, <laughs> it's trained by Henry Daly it looks like a really nice horse and I think there's been a lot of chat from him in the run up to the festival about not coming here and I think that tells you enough even though they, that they are going to it's a really really to, big horse as well they I mean, are going to turn up but I just don't think this will suit him at all I'd say him yeah. And I'd be I'd be happy to take him on. Ginto looks the best of the bunch. Might give if you're looking at if you like looking at trends of experienced horses doing well in in the Albert Bartlett. Maybe not been a trend recently, but a horse like Falcon Eight, who's been really experienced on the flat, had a couple of runs over hurdles, looked like a a good stayer. Yeah, twelve or fourteen to one will be. Fair enough with an extra place or two. I think that would be the one I would eventually land on each way. But it's, it just looks a fairly weak heat of this of this novice hurdle this season. I would say. I think. I'm not even sure being Irish will have. I think. I think Ginto will take all the beating, really. So, yeah, fair favourite, but it's also a favourite's graveyard. So you are tempted to look look elsewhere. So. Falcon 8 would be the one that I landed on, not through anything else. Better go not, and not, not good time, Johnny, as well. It's interesting that they've supplemented him, but... Okay. Yeah. Okay. You never have a good time with the Johnny on, do you? Fal- <laughs> Falcon 8 would be the one that I landed on. It's won, won a Chester Cup on the flat. It's got a bit of class. Okay. It's got his eye in over hurdles. I think he can, can run a big race. Lovely. And that takes us to... The feature race of the week, the final feature race of the of the week, but the big the big one, the Cheltenham Gold Cup. I, I believe that's sponsored by uh, Boodles. That's correct. Lovely stuff. 
Uh, your favourite for the Boodles Gold Cup is Aplutar, 7-2, alongside Galvin. Uh, Minella Rindo, 5-1. Protector at 8. 10s for previous winner album photo. Uh, Conflated not going here. Is that correct? Um, it sounds more likely to go for the Ryan. Uh, Tornado Fly, 12s. It's 16, the rest. Uh, Martin Fagan, Aplutar. Last year's winner? Second. No, oh, second. second. I was on. Last year's second. Last year's second, yeah. Uh, are we interested in having that promoted to first this year? No, not for me. I think okay. I was um, slightly disappointed in his finishing effort last year, and I just think he got outstayed at Leicester and I think he'll get outstayed again in this. I've not got real strong opinion, but um, I couldn't disagree with him. Sorry, fucking hell. Yeah, I couldn't disagree with anyone back in Manila and He just comes and, and does the business every time ta- every time at the festival. Um one the other was extremely unlucky in the um, in the ISA and then obviously did the business last year in this race. Again, as we've mentioned before, you'd you'd want to be looking at the form of of the Brownhead um the previous few days before you get involved in a race like this. Um for me it's it's between him and it's been Manila Lindo and Galvin, but nothing really strong and probably won't be having a bet unless you can get a good few places and then Manila Lindo will definitely be of interest. Um, he'll definitely win this race and I can't see him out of nice. places. Like. Manila Indo. Uh, David Barnes, are you on Manila Indo? Are you... I mean, you've got to have an opinion here, <laughs> surely. Barnes <laughs> like something like that, right? <laughs> I am going to play Manila Indo, I think, yeah. I'll probably have a a medium bounty because he ran a lot better last time um, it, it wasn't a perfect run by any stretch of the imagination but you, you just I I just think there's holes in so many at the front of the market that um, he's worth a play just purely based on his challenge form but um, yeah I am going to be playing uh, going against the masses uh, I'm going to be playing Chantry House here uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I think he just looks awkward, and I think that, without the first fight. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people are without every other horse in the race. <laughs> he, he looked really awkward at Aintree last year. He looked really awkward in the uh, Cheltenham race that he won. He's, it's just the way he travels and jumps. People don't like him, but I mean, he went off like three to one for the King George. Um, obviously, he never went a yard that day, but I think he just came as well, a shock to him. Yeah, exactly, and I, 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 th- I think uh, he he hopefully learned a lot since then. He'll learn a lot from the uh, Cheltenham trial, and uh, to me, he he's just got some class. Whereas I look at Protector at eight to one, like half his price. Um, Scalping, no? Yeah, but Scalping. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I you know, I couldn't go anywhere near that. He, he he's beaten Native River last time. Who's he, God knows how old now. But Chancy House did beat Santini last time. Uh, <laughs> True enough, but <laughs> the thing with Chantry House, all he does is stay. No, I know. He, he, he be, just plugs and plugs. He's, he's never going to be impressive. He's the same as he might be the one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just think um, the more of a test it is, the more it will bring out the best in him. If if he loses it by jumping, I'm, I'm willing to take that chance just because he's such a big price. And I, all I've heard since uh, the trial is, oh, he can't win, he can't win. Yeah, people are putting mainly up, from me. Yeah, well, no, everyone <laughs> on TV, and then they're putting up protector at. Who got beaten a handicap off one fifty, like you know, and he 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 won a joke race at Aintree. 
where people win by uh, um, horses win by huge distances all the time and intrigue it's like Hancock mm. the form's just ridiculous um, yeah it doesn't oh, translate to Cheltenham at all no, does it no no Albion Ferro can't win at this age um, April Tard is good enough fav but um, I, I couldn't have him like, like mine said I don't think he gets the trip properly and, uh, stay, it's like three mile and a one yeah. and a half yeah. or something like that because yeah. like if you watch that race back last year all the way up the stage I thought he was going to get there and, yeah. then, and he, he, it was just he probably stays the trip but I not think as just, strongly as Manella and Indo does yeah, or someone or maybe Garden will it'd be, like, it'd be better three mile at Hayden are you wa- worried at all Martin? in the same way Corto maybe probably didn't yeah, you know I mean? oh, definitely. Corto didn't look. He looked good, like that. Yeah. Uh, well, he was uh, just a class of in the in the best period. And yeah. yes, are you worried at all about Robbie Power instead of Jack Kennedy on Manila Indo? Not overly worried that much because I probably won't be getting too too involved. Mm. But I'd definitely definitely be. Um, so downgrade for us. Oh, huge downgrade. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather. I'd rather. Have Jack he gave Kennedy. it a fantastic ride last year, Jack Kennedy. Yeah, it was. It he was he, uh, he picked Rachel's pocket to an extent. Yeah. But um, it, it wouldn't be enough to move the needle that much for me. No. Um, Fair enough. Chantry House. That is Chantry House. Oh, Galvin I didn't touch on. Uh, that was the one I wanted to mention. Look how short Galvin is. And as a, as novices, they, they were the same. What was I mean? Galvin would have been a much bigger prize than he was for the uh, Juicer. Or, I can never remember the names. The Turners. Golden yeah, but he, he so he ran in the four mile and won it fair enough. But uh, yeah, I, I, do, I just think it's a really big prize, Chantry House. So that uh, so that is Chantry House sixteen to one to win the Boodle Gold Cup. Uh, really nice write up, talk up there. Yeah, lovely that. from Barnes, one of the most passionate. Uh, talk to the horse we've had. I think he felt he needed to be passionate. Oh, we absolutely. May, may have not told that with me. Going against the brain of the industry <laughs> no, as well. To be fair, to be fair, what he's just said there, it all makes sense. It does it make sense. Makes, it makes complete sense. Do, do you agree, Rob? No, I, no, I don't. I just okay. don't. <laughs> he's got no I just, I just think he'll, he'll twat three or four fences and we'll just, it'll, if he runs well, it'll be similar to what Don Polly did. He'll be chasing home probably about 30 lengths behind in third or fourth. I think he won, he won last time. Because the race was shit, yeah. he'd done so much wrong and was just able to still be in the race because the race was fucking awful. Yeah, like, that was my view of that, and yeah. I, I, all the way around, and even after he won, I said that can't win. But, yeah. but, was, but going back it, to Don Polly though, that was uh, Davy Russell's. But how how do you hold Don Polly up in a Gold Cup? Yeah, yeah. Man, he would have yeah. won. Probably the only time Davy's produced yeah, a yeah. fucking awful ride at Cheltenham. Like, so we let him off for that one. Yeah, but the thing is, the form of that race has encouraged the likes of Santini and I right to take their chance in the Gold Cup as well. So that is interesting. I right has to be alive here. <laughs> no, I'm just going to disappoint the Scot. <laughs> disappoint the Scottish listener by not putting up I right. Okay, now you're mad. <laughs> <laughs> Never Scott. go home. Uh, I I, I, post- I write to be Chancy. I was in a uh, match. <laughs> We can we can talk, we can, we can talk that privately. <laughs> uh, I personally think Aplutard is probably the best horse in the race. I get the points about him not maybe not quite staying the trip. I would like to see him produced as late as possible, as in after the last. Not not what happened at Leperstown last time out. I think he just idled in front. You know, Galvin kind of just stayed past him. Tune them. 
uh, certainly got to the front too soon and I think if, if he does that again he's got very little chance of actually winning the race but if, if produced late could certainly could certainly win and in terms of what he achieved his Betfair chase was was a great performance early in the season so I can see why that makes him favourite uh, the one I'm going to touch upon uh, is the King George winner Tornado Flyer I think he looks every inch a horse that can will actually be suited by going even further uh, the way he travelled into that race was yeah it was a, a sight to behold maybe not the strongest form in the world but it was his was it his first goal offences at three miles yeah yeah and I, th- I thought he, he absolutely relished relished that and will 12 to 1 to me although it's not the price he was <coughs> straight after that race so it still looks like it, it holds a little bit of value uh and if the same jockey stays on board and he's got, got an absolute great chance. Nice. Uh, Danny Mullins. Danny Mullins. So that is Apotar and Tornado Flyer for Rob Alexander with, uh, I'd say a word for I write, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> there was a discussion that. <laughs> it was mentioned. It was mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that is the gold cup. I, I think this is Tornado Flyer's trip, by the way, personally. Yeah, I think, I think he, he has run the further the I just checked now. He, he had run a clean. It was a, was it a Punchestone Novice uh, Chase? He had an excuse, I think, didn't he? Like, he got yeah. he got beaten. I think it was Lapis Star. Yeah, marvelous. But um, I think the further the better for him. I if, if, if he's within 10, 15 lengths, turn him for home. Two, maybe two hours. He's, he's another one chance. I love him. That's better than Protector up. I just, I just think yeah. I just think the King George fell into it. I think uh, Tony Del Flyer, Danny rode them that day just to pick up pieces and they all, they went off in front too quick and it just kind of fell in. Maybe. But it, it wouldn't fits be, wouldn't the narrative, be... it, so he's a really good stayer. That, that's what I think. I think is. I'd actually prefer mm-hmm. Chancey Alves too. Would you? <laughs> nah, that's pushing it. Right, right. Okay, with that in mind, we move to the Hunter's Chase uh, and, yeah, the mood. The mood lowers. Yeah, big time. The mood lowers. Yeah, you're, um, you're at the tail you got, end. You got from best, best to worst. Aren't yeah, you? basically. What is the point? Uh, <laughs> 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 just move on. <laughs> this is just when you. When you this is just just for chasing, isn't it? Indeed. Uh, Bill away five to two. Winged leader nine to two. Come on, Church. Uh, Bob and Co seven to one. Port Avon. Pont Avon. Ten to one. Shantou fly. Oh, Shantou fly to one. That we. What are we backing in the chase stakes? Uh, in the get out states. Do you want a bit camper? I don't. It's not called the Fox Hunter anymore, is it? No, it's, it's just, just the, the Hunter. Hunter. Politically correct. Yeah. Political Gone correctness gone mad. Uh, well, the foxes are still there, aren't they? They are. They still hunt. And they're not being hunted. Well, who knows? I mean, I think it was banned. Anyway, who cares? More, more, more importantly, none of us. Barnes, any better in the, in the Hunter chase? Um, I was going to back him. Bob and Co for this, but he was so disappointing last time. I can't really put my finger on why, so I thought, oh, at least I'll get 12 14. Shit. He's, he's back Seven to the same to price one. now. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is uh, David Maxwell gets slagged off by any, everyone, but he's improved a lot for me over the last year and a half, and I, I think fair play to him. He, uh, he's had a dream, he's chased it, and he's improved loads for me. Yeah, because he was fucking shining. Which, was ones he, <laughs> which ones are you going to write? He's got Bob and Co. And Bob and Co. Nichols said Bob and Co. I think, oh, right. yeah. No, so that is uh, Bob and Co. Uh, Fagan, any bet in the Hunter Chase? No. And Rob Alexander? 
Uh, certainly no strong opinion. No. But That's fair. in terms of some brief form study that I did, uh, David Christie, who's a kind of... Is he Scottish? Go, he go, sounds Scottish. Go to... <laughs> he's Irish, but he's like the go-to like, point-to-point hunter-chase trainer. Uh, he's got a horse called Vosley, Voslet. <laughs> yeah, Vosley, surely. Uh, 16 to 1. He, he looks a very strong stayer, and I think he's probably going to be primed for this by, I think I've noted him down as one of the very best hunter chase handlers there is uh, in David Christie. His run last time in December, I think I can forgive it. It was a trip shy of three miles, and I think, yeah, 16 to 1, 14 to 1 looks more than fair about. A horse that certainly for me looks as good as everything else above him in the market. Nice. Bill Away has tried this twice and failed twice, so, so not interested in him. Not interested at five to two fab. Nah, definitely not. Get fucked. Uh, place, right. Place Liam, why not? Place later, there you go. Place <laughs> later, Bill Away. Uh, <laughs> the penultimate race of the festival is the Mayor's Chase, as introduced last year. Uh, and this year we have a nine to four joint favourite Ellie May and Mount Ida. Uh, are your night of four joint favourites? Concertista, uh, du- double festival winner? Nah, no, single festival winner in second last year. Second twice. Second twice. Second twice. Yeah. Fuck me. Mm. Really should do some research. Seven to two. <laughs> uh, it's Concertista Zambella, tens. Oh, it's tens everywhere else. Uh, Martin Fagan, are you better than the Mayor's Hurdle? Or Chase. May- Mayor's Chase, fuck me. It's been a long <laughs> night. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> David. <laughs> have um, you done any research on the Chelsea Festival, Martin? Honestly, there's just better races to me. It actually works. Yeah, it works. Get all your money and put it on electric tomp on the Friday. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Barnes, any bet in the Mayor's Chase? Um, I think Constantine is just about becoming a bet for me, to be honest. Um, she was favourite before, and uh, I thought that was fair enough. But, I'm not entirely sure why the other two of you sit. So she seems to have the most talent for me. Yeah. She's got to give her away. Only three pounds. Like yeah, that. Ellie May won an egg and spoon race last time. Didn't she's so been it's hard to do. It's hard to do. <laughs> as a horse. As a horse. <laughs> she's been so poor the first two times. Like At Aintree, she was beat after a couple of fences. I mean, I know the ground was awful. And I think she'd travelled over for a Carlisle race that got called off or something. So you forgive her, but you're putting a lot of trust in her. Going back to last year's form, which, mm. in fairness, is exceptional, the the run behind Cole Reavy. Uh, so she's short enough for me. Um, Mount I, don't, Ida. I don't see how she... Like, Mount Ida, she short her, surely. She beat her, didn't she, this year? Yeah, gave away Give, and give, give, yeah, no, exactly, give away. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, but obviously, I think people just look at last year with Mount Ida, and she struggled Ida. over yeah. the trip, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't think it'd be an issue this year. She won yeah. over... She won over uh, what was that? Two and a half when she beat... Yeah, I think I she's proved that she's just as effective over two and a half miles. Gordon said, didn't think they've been training her different this year? They've been training her for speed because mm. they think she can win she's well, like for this race, basically. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, to be honest, I think it's between the three of them. But I, I, I would back Constantine to have a good get 4 to one nine two. Okay. 4 to one nine two about Constantine, if available, is backable for David Barnes. Rob Alexander, do you agree? It's definitely between, for me, the front three in the market. If they all turn up, one of them will win. My preference would be for Mount Ida, as we just briefly discussed. She won the Kim Muir last year, been trained a bit dif- differently this season. She's proved herself over this kind of trip to be as good, if not even better, over two and a half miles. And she gave weight to Ellie May and beat her last time. So 
I think the nine to four looks looks more than fair, and I wouldn't be surprised to see her go off. Clear favourite for this. Nice. That is the mayor's chase. Quantities that amount either there being tipped up, uh, and you're probably three the better now. Pretty much the whole book. So uh, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> finally, is the uh, the curtain faller. I suppose if one can raise, then one can lower. The curtain lowerer. Uh, <laughs> It's the Martin Pipe Handicap Hurdle, the pipe. Uh, you love a bit of pipe on I, I do. I absolutely, yeah, I do. <laughs> the uh, pipe. The pipe. Uh, it's only fair to give Fagan the last word on the handicap hurdle. Of course. Uh, or maybe not. But not like go on, Rob. Give us, give us your view got, on the Martin Pipe. got a couple of interest in this. Uh, so, first of all, one... Uh, a big double-figure price. Uh, Peter Fahey trains Freedom to Dream. There is actually 40 to 1 available with one firm oh, wow. currently. Uh, I think a mark of 135 actually seriously underestimates this horse's ability. Uh, he's won, ran well in a couple of grade 1s, including a grade 1 last time out at Dublin Racing Festival, which is... Basically, the meeting and the track to find Cheltenham Festival winners. Uh, I think he'll make his presence felt in this race. Will be held up and running on late on. Obviously, in this race, it does kind of depend on the jockey bookings, which we don't know at the moment. But I think the horse has a load of ability, and yeah, like I say, is better than a one-three-five horse. Uh, he's still very lightly raced, and the. Should be plenty of improvement. So him at around 25-33 to 1 looks good. That's freedom to dream. That is freedom to dream. And then for Gordon Elliott, uh, he's got a horse called IA Connect. Uh, I think he should be able to make his presence felt in this race. He's so far over hurdles. He's run exclusively over two miles. But he's won a bumper over two and a half. So he's got plenty of stamina and the fact that he's managed to uh, win over two miles as a hurdler shows that he's got a bit of speed about him he beat a uh, surprise package last time out who absolutely hosed up in the imperial cup at sandown no uh, i think that basically shows very solid form marker 136 looks it's good he's got the combination that you kind of need for this race where he's got a bit of tactical speed and he stays well. And 14 to 1 rates a pretty strong bet for me. Nice. So that is IA Connect at 14 to 1 uh, and Freedom to Dream at 40 to 1. David Barnes, where are your arrows being slung for the, <laughs> for the Martin Pike? I've got to say, at the front of the market, this race has just got some ludicrous prices. I mean, it's. it's it's, it's too, the theme, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just really tough mm. um, to strike a bet. You kind of have to wait and see where the Betfair market takes you on the day for me. But um, the one that is really interesting <laughs> to me is Chemical Energy. Uh, he's 8-1 to one at the moment, but I think he's like 12-1 to one, the exchanges. Um, at the, so hopefully he'll get double figures on the day. And like Rob said, uh, the jockey bookings will be key. Um, but he's one for me that... Uh, has looked like he'll be a stayer, which you need for this race, and he, he looks like he needs a, a really strong test. Um, yeah, so he's the one I've got my eye on, but I, I couldn't recommend him at eights. 
see on the day. Okay. Chemical energy at double figures on the day, hopefully. Hopefully. Lovely. Anything else? Uh, no. Great. Martin Fabian, the last word on the last round. <laughs> um, I mentioned the couple before in the in the call club. Yes. And the entered in here as well. Don't, so don't know where they're going, but they've both been interest, of interest if they ran here. Uh, Maze Runner. He gave me reasons, uh, but I'll say it again. Uh, Maze Runner basically got a similar profile to Great White Shark. Ran in a few decent hurdle races and uh, some good flat races for Willie. Just kept on improving. I think he's he, he's a similar type this one. Um, given his flat experience, I think strongly run racing, something like the Martin Pike will suit. I think he'd run well. And also, as Barnes mentioned, like the markets are just a bit of a joke at the minute. But he's one that's like 25, so... And he won't be like first or second string kind of thing for Mullen, so you'd think his price would hold. And the other one is Ganapati, who said about running well at Punchestown, blah, blah, blah. So them two would be interesting. And then off the shorter ones, uh, I'm hoping for the same thing as Barnes says, just check on the day. But the one that interests me uh, with the best, he's got the best form in the race, is uh, Hollow Games for Gordon Elliott. Um, he was talked of in the same breath as Ginto, who's 11 to 4 5 for the other partner. Yeah, he's turning up in a handicap here at 1 4 3. Um, I think he hasn't looked the strongest of stayers over 2 miles 6 last time. But this race, you've, you've seen that a couple of times with some of Gordon's before, like maybe like Champagne Classic. Uh, he travelled but not do it. And then it just all clicked for him on the day in the handicap, on the day, like on the big day sort of thing. But I do like the way Hollow Games travels in his races. He always seems to make headway very, very stylishly. I just think that the style of the race will suit him. I really wouldn't mind if they put first time, some sort of first time headgear on him, get a bit more out of him in the finish. And I just think, looking at the fact that he's got decent place form in a couple of grade ones, he's won a grade three, and you get him one foot. He's only running off one four three. I think Hollow Games is the most interesting of the short ones, but. At seven or whatever he is now, I'm, I'm hoping to get, I don't know, a bit of eight, nine, ten or something on the day. But we'll, we'll mm. see. Okay. But if um, Maze Runner would be main, main one if he turned up. Maze Runner, if he turns up here, could go to the Coral Cup. Yeah. Uh, also Ganapathy in that bracket and yeah. Hollow Games for Fagan. And that takes us to our day four naps and best each way bets. Martin Fagan, what's your day four nap? Il Ete Don. Il Ete Don. And that is in the... Triumph first race of the day, the Triumph yeah. Hurdle. Uh, your best each way bet? Uh, West Cork in the, in the county. In the county hurdle, that is West Cork. Uh, Rob Alexander, your nap of day four, please. Nap of day four will be... Let's go for... Yeah, I might not have talked it up well enough in the Albert Bartlett, but I think Falcon 8 is going to run really well in that. Falcon 8 in the Albert Bartlett? Nice. And your next, or your best each way bet, please. Yeah, I think if he goes the Martin Pipe, yeah, I think IA Connect is just going to run a massive race. IA Connect to run a massive race in the Martin Pipe, very nice. But, uh, David Barnes, your nap of Friday, please. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's really be, tough. It's going to be Chantry House. Chantry House, it has oh, to be. <laughs> and uh, don't back it. <laughs> and your best each way bet? Uh, tax for Max in the county. Tax for Max in the county hurdle. Okay. Uh, and 
we're not going to do festival naps now because it's Friday and they're of no use to you. So we're going to record a bonus naps podcast. <laughs> so keep an eye on that. But Are you thinking of this? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the best. Mind Tom. Tom. But yes, uh, we will. It will take just a mere couple of moments. But for now, for another year of the Cheltenham Festival Preview Podcast, brought to you by a judges' guy <laughs> podcast. Like a chief, isn't it? Martin Fagan, thank you very much. Thanks, George. Thank you, David Barnes. Thank you very to much. Us. We're shaking hands. A and pleasure Robert, as always. Jonathan West, thank you for your silence. Appreciate it. A few farts in uh, there, but... I'm sorry. Richard Churchill. You can follow me on Twitter at rchurchill26. I always do that at the end of Friday. don't know why, but you can do that. <laughs> it's really dull. It's mainly baseball and NFL. Uh, occasional political thoughts, which, I mean, won't shock you. But uh, for now, I'd like to thank you for listening. I'd like to thank the judges for joining me. This has been a judge's guide. Good luck for Cheltenham. I mean, day four, I suppose. You've already seen three days. <laughs>